Hi, I'm Sarah Carter, and this is Daily Dispatches, a project that helps me pay attention to what I'm paying attention to. For more information about the ideas behind it, listen to episodes one through three. Otherwise, we're just going to kick it right off. This project is part of a larger storytelling project called Daily Fieldwork. You can visit our website at dailyfieldwork.com, Instagram at dailyfieldwork, or email me at imdailyfieldworking at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, this dispatch is from Saturday, December 24th. My flight got delayed. I didn't think I would make it home for Christmas, and I did, and my mom started playing piano, so... These are some imperfect, uh, fun family practices and things. And also at a certain point, I was emptying the dishwasher in a different room. And I'm just including it because it's really sweet to me. And feel free to skip it if you hate Christmas music. Okay. Let's do it again. We can do it better. On Christmas Day, mom's little backdoor neighbors told her a lie and pretended there was an extra one of them because she was giving them presents. And it reminded her of when she told a big one over and over to her neighbor, (laughs) Miss Perry. And she told the story. And here it is. How old were you? Three.
I was <laughs> seven when I moved from Florida. Uh-huh. So I don't know, somewhere between 16 months and seven years old. So okay. I'm guessing about five, six, five or six. And do you know what possessed you to say it or just came upon you, the story? I think I was just filled with a spirit. <laughs> I was uh, saying, I I just like stories, and I uh, lived in, in a world of imagination like my younger daughter did. Yes. Yes, with Ibidi and Orbidi and Duke and Fritz and <laughs> Strawberry and Alice the Chicken. Yeah. And you told your neighbor, Miss Barry, who's probably I, 45? Uh, at least 45, because she had grown children. I told her that... My grandmother's heater blew up. It was a gas heater. And it killed her and the dog. And that my dad preached the funeral and that they buried Granny without any clothes on. Yes, I did. Did you say why did they bury her naked? I don't remember if she did, but I can remember sitting in her, I guess it was a den, and the fireplace was glowing, and I was looking in the fire, and I remember being very serious. It did not occur to me to apologize or that I was hurting her or anything. So she called up Mama, and she asked Mother. She was crying on the phone, telling her how sorry she was. <laughs> and um, then I got myself in trouble. Yes. <laughs> she would, um, I would also run a, run away over there because Miss Miss Berry treated me so well. And she would sit me up on the counter and I would get to watch her pluck her chickens. Ooh. Yeah. She, <laughs> that's my granddaughter, Camden Snorty. Okay. Um, and we would talk and I would tell yarns, I guess, but she was always tickled. But mother would tell me if you run away, if you run away, if you go over to Miss Berry's without permission, I'm going to come with a switch and switch you all the way home. And she would. Mm -hmm. But I would go anyway. Mm -hmm. Because that kind of an audience is worth a switching over. Yes. Yes. It's gold. Yes. And we're talking about this occasion because your small neighbor friends. Yes. Lied up a today. blue street today. <laughs> and yes. gave, and you, you gave them lots of candy? Yes. I gave them two presents. And I because they are small and they had on toboggans and coats, I couldn't tell which was which. And Victoria told me she was Anya. And that the other little girl was Emily, and her cousin. And so I gave them their presents, and I said, you give the other one to Victoria when she's sick. And I'm sorry, Emily, I don't have anything for you. Let me go get some candy. So I gave her the candy. The, yeah, they said Vic Victoria was sick. And so I went in and got some candy. So then the Emily, who was actually Anya, uh -huh. came back out and said, Victoria is, uh, no, my mother. My mother is very sick, and she says she would like to have some candy, too. Okay. <laughs> and so I gave her the candy, too, and about that time her dad came out. 
and her mom. And her mom said to me, no, that is Victoria and Anya. There is no Emily. So they really got me. They got two books and two little bags of candy. Bags of peppermint candy. Wow. Yes. I love it. It was amazing. So I deserve everything I get. And I'm sure my parents were laughing in heaven when I got lied to. Yes. And as we are laughing now. And they yes. gave us a gift. And then they gave us oh, a gift. Oh, yes. The dad felt so bad that they had lied to us and gave us a gift. So we all won. Yes. I'm going to happily ever Cheers. It's Christmas Day, December 25th, 2022. On the day after Christmas, December 26th, my sister and my nieces and I went to TJ Maxx to uphold a time-honored tradition of getting deals. Um, I needed some house shoes for mom's house. And I got some, by golly. And it was wonderful. And we also got tortilla chips and cheese and we had a big feast on the leftovers from the christmas taco bar and this is big for me because usually i get so sad on the day after christmas and this year because of lots of things i just felt better and i was able to like manage the fluctuating post-christmas moods better i also read a great article in the atlantic about how this week is called Dead Week, and I will figure out who wrote it, because you should read it, but the author was just saying that it's kind of the only collective week in the year that we have collective rest in America, and the writer is Helena Fitzgerald. I don't know anything about this person, but she said the tagline is, all Hail Dead, well, the title is All Hail Dead Week, the best week of the year. And then the tagline is The week between Christmas and New Year's Eve is a time when nothing counts and nothing is quite real. And there have been some times when I've had to work during this time, and many people who have to, such as people at TJ Maxx today that helped me buy my sandals. I mean, my house shoes. But um, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Tuesday. December 27th, went to Zumba at the Bayside YMCA with one of my oldest and dearest friends, John Upton, and we really shook it up, um, getting some great Latin dance energy into the new year. Then I went to Top Golf with my family, and my sister really clobbered that thing. I had never went to Top Golf, gone to Top Golf before, and I have in fact said, I hope I never have to go to Top Golf, and I had a great time. And we had some cheese fries that were also great. And I came in second place. And it was really nice. And I liked that there were outdoor heaters. Then I took a nap. Then I had a massage. And I got a massage by this woman who grew up on the North Shore with 12 brothers and sisters. And I had their own private part of the beach. And her dad worked at a sugar cane plantation. And her mom worked for the Dole Company, the Pineapple Company. And I learned a lot about her growing up. And she has six kids, and she was really nice. And her name was Leilani, and she really set my tight pectoral muscles from typing and doing push-ups um, right going into the new year. And she showed me some stretches. Then I went to Walgreens. It was pretty much a perfect day. Cheers.
Well, we, would you share it on the, oh. on the, yes. what, your little girl, you were in the bathroom, and she's, <laughs> yes. you have a class of four-year-olds. Yes, and she needed to go to the bathroom, and she asked if someone was in our ba- classroom bathroom, <laughs> and she knocked on the door, and then she looked and asked, asked if somebody was in there, and I said, Joe, and she looked at me quizzically, and I said, Joe Mama, so she opened the door, and she looked in there, and she gently closed the door and looked at me and said, him need him privacy. <laughs> <laughs> she has since, you know, used him as her imaginary friend. Joe. He has, uh-huh, he has a cousin named John. Oh, my God. And one named Petunia. Oh, I like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, what did the little boy tell you about the chess piece moving? Oh, that a wook could go this way and the queen could go away, but then this other piece could go dynangle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What, what is the sound that she does? Oh, she whistles. <laughs> what are you doing? Whistling? Nope. <laughs> okay. I know if she's like on it, like if we're in it to win it for the day because she comes in. I love Tuna's it. Tuna's here. Tuna's here. Is that what she calls herself? Petunia. Okay. Because she was messing around one day and I said, cut it out, Petunia. My name not Tuna. <laughs> So then she's created, like, Petunia has become one of the imaginary cousins. I love that. Of John and Joe. I love it. John John is, I think, John the Baptist mama. John mama. And because uh, she's obsessed with John the Baptist, apparently. Okay. Yes. I love it. Thank you. And yes. mom, what kind of ducks did we see today? We saw buffleheads and mergansers. Mm-hmm. And in the tree, we saw a snowy white egret. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And lots of others. And a giant. Egrets. A yes. great egret. Right yes. There. And a dead, what we thought was beaver, and it was actually probably a muskrat. Okay. All right. The sound quality on this one is not great because it's me interviewing my dad about how to nap sitting up at the mall. What's the best way to try to sleep at the doctor's office? What's the best way to sleep while sitting up? Lean on your hand. Yeah. Like put your hand on a armrest. Yeah. Or balance. Balance. Balance, yeah. balance your head forward. And if you can get it on, a, on the wall, you can just pretty much go out. <laughs> if you can rest it on the wall. Yeah. But then if you lose all your muscle control, then you like jump. Yeah. Scare <laughs> everybody next to you. <laughs> Do you ever do the the head oh, in nod? Church? Oh yeah. In church you do that. Mm-hmm. Does just, it wake you up or do you then you just balance again? Nope, it just it was a quick nap. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa used to nap in his in his rocker too, didn't he? Oh big. Guy. He put his head back though. Yeah. Yes he did. And grandma used to nap. Remember when she would put her rinse on her hair? Uh-huh. And then when we got her couch and there was just a very, very light gray yeah. little bloop from when she was dozing. Right. And her head would bounce. That was one of my favorite memories. Right. I just feel better when I can have a rest. Oh, shoot, yeah. The tall man. Yeah.
It's Friday, December 30th. We've done it again, ladies and gentlemen. We made it through dead week. We made it through the holidays. Um, and we made it through one whole year of daily dispatches. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this podcast for me has really been an exercise in learning to stay with my own voice. I find it more interesting a lot of times to listen to what others have to say. And I, uh, my work, my writing and audio work really centers around the power of storytelling. And um, I find it difficult to stay with my own daily narrative and show up for that because unlike with other people whose internal dialogue you don't hear and whose struggles you're not as tuned in with on a day-to-day basis, I know all of the junk that is running through my head every day and all the little struggles I have and um, just valuing my own work and my own voice. And this project has put pressure on me to keep putting something out there every day and showing up for what is really happening. And it's been enormously um, good for me um, to just continue showing up. Thank you so much for listening and for the encouragement you've sent me through the year. Um, I think another thing that this podcast has done is like giving me extra pressure to make room in my brain to listen to people or listen to what's going on around me every day. Um, I've learned the power of personal dispatches to friends. Um, My communication about my everyday life has increased like a jillion percent to people. And then it's like given me pressure to like come up with values and ideas around, okay, what is it? How soon do I need to respond to an audio dispatch from someone else? Because it's going to take longer because you have to get in a place where you can be quiet and like hear what other people are saying and think about how you want to respond. You know, it's different than a text message. And Um, but that's something I'll definitely keep doing, even though I'm taking a break from this iteration of the podcast, um, for a while. And I am doing that because there are some other projects I want to work on. And if you have any ideas about things you story collecting or other projects you'd like to see me or daily fieldwork do, um, send me a message or email me at I'm, I am daily fieldworking at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. Um, But I'm really excited uh, to move on knowing what I learned. Also, if you want to do a daily dispatches, I think you should. And I'd love to share the resources I use to help me get started. It's really easy to make a podcast. Um, Some people do it right in Anchor. I use GarageBand. My friend Dustin I met at the grocery store met with me a couple of times to talk about GarageBand. But I mean, you've heard it. This this project is not super edited um, and it's pretty unprofessional in a lot of ways, but I still got it done. And I'm learning a lot about like people who do this kind of thing for a living, I guess, ethically. It's not always good if you're trying to for other podcasters, if you're just using like a free upload um kind of environment uh because people expect that um 
I think there's like a, a lot I would need to learn about the community and valuing audio and if I were trying to do something like this to get paid. But anyway, um, I do know a little about the recording part and would love to share it. And I am so grateful for your listening and um, reach out if you have something to say about it. And I hope this new year is full of blessings and goodness and um, reaching your artistic goals. And thanks for joining and growing with me as I tried something new this year. There's one extra day in this cycle. Usually this is a seven-day cycle. So I have a couple little short recordings that I'm going to send us out with. Uh, Lady Pembroke, my mom's corgi snoring, uh, enthusiastic small child talking about the planets at a New Year's Eve party, and then a dispatch from a sleepy me going to bed. Um, Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Like teal. What color is Jupiter? Like purple? Well, Jupiter is multi-colored. Okay, but like what what are the colors? Like it's gonna be more of the skin tone colors. And there's one red spot. The gray red spot. That a hurricane like this, the size of Earth. Just going off all the time. Just that. It's New Year's Eve. I'm in Norfolk, Virginia in my old bedroom. <laughs> I went to two parties and I came home early because I'm sleepy. Mom's in the bed. The little dog is in her room. Dad's watching TV. My sister had a party with her teacher friends and their kids. Everyone is safe and home and well and it makes me feel good. And there are fireworks in the background and it just feels like I'm really grateful that we're all okay and accounted for today. Okay, happy new year. What a ride. Cheers. <laughs>